just go for it. You know, just start practicing, just watch the videos, just start because everyone, like everyone starts at the same level. So you, you can't, you can think of, oh, I'm starting, but I'm not good enough because this person is doing this or that and it looks amazing. But yeah, that person was at that stage where you are at some point in their life. So um, everyone started at, at zero. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pink. Well, it's another awesome week, another great guest, and another opportunity for me to bring you value through someone else's story. But before we jump into that, I'm just so excited that episode 100 is coming up and it's going to be amazing. Um, If you know about episode 50, I did a nine hour live stream with about 12 guests and I'm pretty sure I'm going to do something similar to that again. So to learn more, go to passionbehindtheart.com slash one zero zero. That's passionbehindtheart.com dot com slash one zero zero episode 100 it's coming and i'm so excited about it remember subscribe leave a review on itunes we are on spotify we are on TuneIn radio we are on apple Podcasts. we are on stitcher that's passionbehindtheart.com to learn about everything that we are doing and what's going on with the podcast and what's the next moves. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. Well, I am excited to have Andrea Rossell on the Passion Behind the Art show. Um, just excited to have her on the show. Great lettering artist. Uh, Andrea, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's jump right into it. How did your creative journey start? Well, I was thinking um, today and it actually started a while ago. Um, I remember um, that it all started kind of in high school. Um, I remember I used to to letter my friends' names and like with different styles and different typography and colors and stuff like that. But obviously I didn't know that was a thing back then. I didn't know like people right. did this for a living. Um, it was just like a hobby and I was just, you know, like just trying for fun. Um, and in fact, I remember then um, after sixth grade, my dad and my mom got me like this um, prime color um, box of pencils. Um, and it was like the bomb bag. Back then it was best. like the best gift you could ever <laughs> give me. Um and I don't, I didn't even get them out of the box, like into a pencil case. I was like, seeing you couldn't do that. So I kept them in the box and um, I used them only for special things, like not for homework or anything like that. It was just for, you know, specific projects that I did. And it was just like, nobody could ever touch my Prismacolor pencils. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like after that, like it just went away for a while, like, 
you know, with uni and stuff like that, like life happens. And it was up to like, I think it was maybe two years ago, I was in um, maternity leave. And then I started watching these videos, mm-hmm. like lettering and calligraphy videos. And I started seeing like, oh, people actually do this. And, you know, and the videos look so cool. So I just started. Um, and but immediately after that, like I couldn't do it with like new baby and stuff. So it was like too much for me. So it was only like for a couple months and stuff. And then I really got into it in February last year, so almost a year ago. And um, that's when I started like the Instagram account and I started putting more effort into it, um, researching and getting new pens and like type of paper, like who knew, like you have to have like the right type of paper for your pens. And it's just a whole world that I didn't have any idea about. And um, it was so nice to start, you know, doing this. And I just fell in love. Like, yeah, that was like a year ago. Wow. And since then, I just, it's been nonstop. That is so cool. So like, what was like the coolest thing that came from from just starting this? Like, what were some of the cool things that happened in that you was like, wow? Well, for starter, I didn't, I didn't think that people will follow me on this story. So it was a shock to me that, um, well, firstly, that a lot of people do this as well. So I didn't know that the lettering community was so big. Um, and I've met a lot of great artists and uh, letterers. And it's been really good to connect with those people as well. So it's been nice, to, you know, having that relationship with people who understand what you're going through as well people who are studying people who are just you know in their journey and um right. being really good but yeah it's just been a shock to me that people actually you know follow me and go through the journey with me and um people now like asking questions that what do you do and this and i'm like oh my god that was me like a year ago asking other artists like the same questions and it's like it's overwhelming in a good way you know to be that person who people come to to ask stuff um i'm obviously not saying that i'm the best out there or anything like that but you know it's nice to be noticed and um it's been really nice to 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 be in that journey along with other artists as well oh that's cool that is cool yes the lettering community is huge (laughs) (laughs) so so what would you say was the hardest thing that you had to overcome through this process? Um, well, I think it was, uh, like I said, um, it started so long ago and then it stopped. And I think the reason it stopped is because I I didn't really knew what, like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Like I, it's, it's kind of weird, like you're expected to know everything at 17 years old when you're graduating from high school. Like what do you want to do for the next 50 years of your life? It's like, I have no right. idea, <laughs> you know? Um, that is true. So for me, it was a struggle a little bit in that area because I was like, oh, I really don't know what I like. And I had, I have an um, older brother and we all would only be like, um, we're only like a year and a half apart. Um, so, and he was like so focused and he knew exactly what he wanted to do. Like he was so good at science and math and physics and all all of that and he wanted to be an engineer and I was like 
I have no idea. <laughs> like, you know, it was a little bit of um, pressure, just, you know, like feeling someone else has all this stuff together and they know exactly what they want to do. And I was like, no idea. Um, so, you know, like I studied like three different uni degrees um, trying to find out what I liked. I graduated just from one or from, from the three of them. Um, and I ended up, studying business because I thought well I don't like anything and at least business will help me in the future if I ever want to become my own boss and create my own company and things like that so I was like well at least this is useful for something um all right but obviously it wasn't my passion or anything like that it was just something that um that I ended up starting just to have a degree because um yeah, my dad was like, you have to have a university degree. So I was like, okay, so much pressure. <laughs> so that was it. And um, and I think that's been a struggle because I, I, I don't know. Like at this point, obviously, after I've discovered lettering, I know I like I love what I do now, and I and I see myself doing this for the next fifty years. And it's it's such a um, relief to feel this way um after so many years trying to figure out what to do or trying to figure out like if you're good at anything um so it's, it's been great since I started and I think that's um one of the reasons that I put so much work into it is because I just enjoy doing it so much um and but yeah it's just a struggle I think and a lot of people also go through that uh, because it's just you know, unreasonable sometimes to expect a 17-year-old, like, to decide what to do for the rest of the right. life. Right, it's true. They're so young, like, you don't know. <laughs> you could. Right, it's true. Like my it's brother, true. but, you know, like, not always. Is the case. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that you are doing this, right, um, how are you how are you generating revenue from this? Like, are you generating revenue from this? Is this just a hobby right now? Like, how are you going about that? Well, I'm generating some kind of revenue and like not huge amounts or anything like that. I still have my eight to five job. <laughs> so um, obviously like my goal will be eventually to, to dedicate my 100% of my time to this. Um, but at this stage, I still, I, I don't think I know 100% where I want to take this journey to. Um, I don't know if, like, there's so much, like, the letter, like I was saying, the, the lettering community is so big and also the options are so many. Um, like yes. you, could, you could do print, you could do teaching, you could do um, lettering resources, or you can do um, crafts and just like a whole range of options that you have. Um, so, and I don't think I'm at that point in my life where I know exactly where I want to mm -hmm. go in that area. Um, I found that um, for the last few months that the things that I like the most are the lettering resources part of it. So I've been created like, um, been created Procreate brushes and things like that. And, I'm working on like a lettering workbook. We will have um, okay. like drills and different styles so people can start 
like people who are starting um, this journey with. Um, and I think that is the part who that is interesting me the most at this stage. Mm. <laughs> um, so I opened an, an Etsy um, shop and that's where I sell mostly like all my stuff. Um, um, but I don't have a website yet and things like that. So it's still very raw and very basic um, in terms of creating it as a, it's more like a hobby at this stage. It's, I hopefully it will be a business later on and I can um, just take it to that next level. Um, mm-hmm. But at this stage, it's, yeah, it's just me trying to figure out what I want to, what I want to do and because um, I keep learning, like I, I, I feel like I have so much to learn yet uh, that, you know, like I don't feel that I'm at that stage where I can start um, getting paid for my work, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, you know, the, like everyone struggles a little bit with like self-doubt in that area. So well. like, right, am I, right, you know, right. good enough to be paid for this or not? And um I think that's where I'm at at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you had a you have a good start. <laughs> Thanks. Make no mistake, you have a good start. You have a good start, and yes, you are good enough to get paid. Thank you so much. <laughs> you that are. Means a lot. <laughs> but for some reason, we we as uh, creative people. We, no matter who I talk to, we tend to struggle with that, you know, waiting for someone or just waiting for some kind of um, some acceptance to say, okay, you're good enough to do this. But in all actuality, most of the times that we are good enough, it's just for us to kind of just believe that we are. Because, you know, we we almost every creative that I know, we all go through that at some point to say, you know, am I good enough for someone to pay me to do this? But nine times out of 10, we are, but we all go through it. So don't people that I've that's been doing lettering for a long time that I know go through that sometimes. So you're not alone. You're not <laughs> that's alone. good to hear. It's, at least someone else thinks the same. <laughs> yes. Indeed. So did you grow up in um, Brisbane, Australia? No, I've been living here for eight years. So I'm, I'm from Venezuela in South America. Um, and um, yeah, we decided, I decided to move here with my boyfriend at the time, my husband now, um, eight years ago. And yeah, it's, um, I think that's part of everything as well. Like, um, like leaving everyone else behind, like my family and friends, and just you know taking that leap and then just wow. going. <laughs> um, it's kind of amazing because you know, like you experience so much stuff that you wouldn't if you like, True. you know. But still, like it's hard sometimes. And um, but yeah, that um, I I'm so grateful. I think for what. Brisbane has given me as well and Australia in general um and I think I discovered I don't know if I would have discovered lettering if I stay back home you know so um you have to think it of that way like things happen for a reason and maybe I'm here doing this because of moving to Australia wow so you didn't even just okay move to like the other side of Venezuela (laughs) 
far away. You like went to a completely yeah. different country, <laughs> different culture, yeah. different everything. Yeah. And I was 22 <laughs> years old. <laughs> so a bit crazy at that time, but yeah. Yeah, it's just... That's um, cool though. Yeah, it is. It's just, well, things were happening back home and there still are. And um, I think um, when you don't feel safe in a place, you, um, you start thinking about your options and um, thinking about, well, I am going to give my safety a priority in my life and to my future and my future kids and stuff like that. So, um, you know, even at 22, you think about those kind of things. So um, those were like the reasons why we decided to move away. And I think it's like it's been hard, like I said, but it's like the best decision I've ever made. Wow, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm. I like that. I like that. Even though I don't hear the Australian accent no. as of yet. <laughs> it must be my South American accent. <laughs> I was talking to my husband today. I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous because of this because I. Obviously, like English is not my first language, so you can tell when someone's not like you know. Um, nah, you're great. You're doing great. <laughs> doing awesome. <Thank> you. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm hoping to go to Australia one of these days. Oh shit! So, so beautiful. Yes. So, have you heard of a conference called Typism? Yes. Okay, you should go. Yes, <laughs> I should, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know the I know the coordinator for that conference, and I know a couple people that have spoken at that conference. If you should go to that conference, yeah, all right, I'll I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll do my research and I'll and I'll go. <laughs> yes. So who were some of the people that kind of empowered you and showed you a lot of support as you were growing in this venture? Well, I I have to say that um, my biggest supporter is um, my husband, definitely. Um, he's always been like really into finding our own passions. Um, so it, it's really inspiring as well, because I know he does it for himself every day like he is very focused on finding meaningful things to do with his life um mm. which is very i think is very cool um so even ever, ever since i started this journey he's been like really really supportive um i i remember when i hit 500 followers on instagram he got me um like a nice wine bottle uh and I, my my iPod, the one that I'm using at this stage, uh, and I was like, "Thank you so much!" You know, it was that so exciting awesome. for it, and it was, you know, like even the smallest um, achievements, they are that they are achievements. So, and they have to be celebrated. Um, I don't mean that you have to, you know, like get everything like something new every time you hit a target, but you know, it's nice to feel appreciated for your hard work and. Um, and all of that so it was really cute of him to do that and he also like likes all my posts and comments <laughs> he doesn't know anything about lettering but he you know he will comment something <laughs> and um 
I have some friends that do the same. They're like, I'm always liking and commenting your posts. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> and they will do, and then they will comment on like relevant stuff, which is amazing. Um, awesome. So it's, it's nice to have, you know, those kind of people behind you when you are trying to figure out something new and to make something of yourself in a new industry. Um, so to have that support, I think it's, it makes a difference, you know, because um, yeah. it makes you not quit the days that you're feeling down, the thing, like, you know, the days that you're like, oh, I don't know if I should keep going. And then you get that comment from a friend or, you know, that, that little push that you need. And um, it's so important just to, to keep going. And it's, it's part of it. It's part of the journey as well. That is cool. That is true. It's very important to have support because they are the days when you don't really feel like feel just don't fe feel like doing anything or just feel like, you know, and just to have that support. That's very important. It is. So what is that thing that Andrea can't live without? That's not her phone. <laughs> Um, well, it's kind of, no, it's not my phone, but very similar. <laughs> I will say my iPad. <laughs> oh, makes um, sense. Because that's what, mo like, my lettering comes, like, I try to stick to paper and pen sometimes, but the iPad is so handy. Like, I can be in bed and then just lettering, you know? Um, yeah, I can, it just makes everything yeah, easier. Exactly. So I can be pretty much anywhere and I'll, I can be lettering. Um, sometimes it's like a like I think it's good and bad because sometimes like you can't let it go. Sometimes you're like, yeah, I have to put it away because I'm like, like you know, all day my hand hurts. <laughs> um, but um, it's nice as well, like to have that. Um, like it's, it's so handy to have. You can take it everywhere, and um, you know, it's not like you have to take. 20 pens and different kinds of papers and stuff to everywhere right. you go. Like you just grab your iPad and you, you got to walk go. with a pouch with full of uh, pens. Yeah, and... exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's really important to go back to pen and paper from time to time because you, you lose that muscle memory from, it's different. Right. Like it's not the same technique. It's not the same movement. And um, yeah, if I spend so much time on my iPad and then, months and then go back to pen and paper i'm like oh my god <laughs> i need to practice more because i'm getting i'm not getting good <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah definitely my ipad i will 100 percent that say that i can't live without at this point <laughs> awesome so what is the first hour of your day like um it's very hectic <laughs> to be honest um, I have a two-year-old, so um, getting ready in the morning is um, very run. <laughs> so it's just wake up, take a shower, wake up my, uh, my toddler, um, dress him up for daycare, and just out of the out of the house like in half an hour. Um, I I normally um, listen to podcasts with my husband on our way to work after we drop. Um, Diego off daycare um, and I was listening to one one of these mornings and it said oh my morning routine what I do so this person would wake up and make their bed and meditate and I'm like oh my god I can't do that <laughs> I 
will have to wake up at four in the morning if I have, if I want to do right. that. Um, I would love to have like a more calm um, routine in the morning, but you know, like it. I think with that toddler, it's a little bit hard to achieve. Um, mm-hmm. So, like my bed is not made. <laughs> <laughs> um and things like that. Um so yeah. Like I, I stay two days at home with him. Um so I'm only working part time at the moment. So okay. on those two days it's a little bit more relaxed. So we wake up and I will just make breakfast for the two of us and we'll spend the morning, you know, just playing and things like that. Um so they're a little bit different. Um but the days I have to go to work, yeah, it's just like you know <laughs> um one thing after the other and then we're out and coffee mm. very important <laughs> very important <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny so excuse me book recommendations all right so for books like i i i used to be like a real geek and read so much when I was growing up. Um, and then my baby came and I haven't had the time to read in two years, um, which is like, I would, I, I shouldn't blame time for it. Cause I think if you like, you have to make the time if you want to right? Um, but it's not like a priority at this stage. Um, so right. I feel like after my days ended and I just, have like an hour to myself. I just talk to my husband and or we watch a little bit of TV and stuff, uh, just something that will relax myself. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I feel like reading, it will be like putting more on my brain and I don't want anything else. <laughs> 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 um, but I, I have a bunch of books um, in my night table, like what, waiting to be read. <laughs> Because um, my <laughs> husband reads a lot, a lot, oh, <laughs> and he's recommending awesome. books all the time to me. But I'm more like of a like a novel person. I will, mm. I will read like Agatha Christie and things like that. Like things like not like you don't have to put your mind into it so much. <laughs> um, you know, like after a day at work and dealing with the baby and stuff and everything, you just want to relax and yeah. That's the honest thing to say. Like I haven't read a book. So do you do you <laughs> do you have any novels that you want to recommend? Um. Well, I love the like all the Agatha Christie ones. That I love that. Um. Um. Let me see, cause I can't remember the name in English, but I think it's called um, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. I think that's the English title of the book because um, I read it in Spanish. So, but yes, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the title in English. So Murder on the Orient Express. Um, okay. And it's one uh, of her books. And I just love those like mystery kind of books when you have to figure out who, who the murderer is. And Because I never do it. Like I really try to think outside the box and I'm like, that definitely is the person who killed him, but it's never person so they were the right person yeah i always love the surprise at the end of the book um and he always surprised me every like i've read so many books from her and still surprised me so that's 
that's what I like. Um, so okay. yeah, I would recommend any of her books. They're all amazing. Well, that's a book recommendation. <laughs> that's one indeed. So what is next for Andrea? Um, well, I think for me, um, I really want to, I didn't have, well, I'm not going to say that I didn't have the opportunity, but because I didn't know that people did this for a living, I didn't really um, had it as an option to study it. Um, so I don't know the theory behind the literary. So I would love, that would be like, I think my next step is just do some courses that typography, color theory, um, you know, like graphic design or anything really like that relates in some way to littering. Because um, I think I've, uh, like everything I know is, is what I've seen on Instagram or things that I learn from my own experience. Um, but I would love to really know about more about the theory behind it. And I think it's important if you want to take your um, hobby to business um so I really want to put that knowledge behind the passion if that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense that it makes a hundred percent so what advice would you have for someone that wants to do this wants to start doing this what what advice would you have for them um I always get this question and and I think the best advice that I could get um like I would give to um, someone that is starting is just start. So sometimes we overthink it too much and it's like, oh, but I don't know where to start or what should I do? And um, and I think it's just, if you if you want to do it, just grab pen and paper and just go for it. You know, just start practicing, just watch the videos, just start because everyone, like everyone starts at the same level. So you, you can't, you can think of, oh, I'm studying, but I'm not good enough because this person is doing this or that and looks amazing. But yeah, that person was at that stage where you are at some point in their right. life. So um, everyone started at, at zero. So um, I think do not overthink it. Just start. Um, if it's a passion of yours, you have you like it's the you owe it to yourself to dig into that and and do it. So I just go for it. Awesome. 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 Well, Andrea, um, really appreciate you coming on. Where can people go to find you to learn more about what you're doing? Well, because like I said, I don't have a website. <laughs> uh, I only have my Instagram. So that will be at letters by Andre. Uh, so it's A-N-D-R-E. Um, so that's my Instagram account. And that's where I post all my lettering um things <laughs> uh and that's the only channel i'm using at the moment um i also use facebook but i'm not as active on facebook uh, right now so i'm just relying 100 percent on instagram at this stage and hopefully okay. hopefully i'll get into other um channels and build a website eventually <laughs> makes sense makes yeah. sense well, um, again, Andrea, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. Um, keep up the good work and just keep going. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me and for this opportunity to share the knowledge and share my journey with you guys. Um, 
amazing experience. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope it's been super valuable to you and you're now ready to take your audience building, your community growing to the next level to help you and help me build our empire, for lack of a better word, or just to build our thing. Um, remember to stop by iTunes, Passion Behind the Art, and leave a review and subscribe. It's very important to me. It helps the podcast grow, and it makes me feel good to kind of hear from you guys to know what you like about this podcast, what it's done for you. So jump on iTunes and subscribe and leave a review, Passion Behind the Art. Be blessed.